0: I V M.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Triangle of Fence. I'm Monish, and as always, I'm joined by Nishant. What's up, Nishant? Lakers back to losing ways. Uh, just had to put it in there because they had an embarrassing defeat against the Knicks. But in today's episode, I wanted to focus on two teams that have been consistently inconsistent in the Eastern Conference. And these are the two Eastern Conference finalists from last year, the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Uh, We'll start off with the Boston Celtics. They have kind of uh, been an uptrend right now, winning six of the last seven games, including huge wins against the Denver Nuggets. very close but narrow win against the Portland Trailblazer, who was probably one of the most clutch teams in the league. Great week for the Boston Celtics. They've moved up to the fifth spot. Uh, you think they're kind of a lock for the playoffs and not not needing to play the play in game?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we discussed this yesterday also. I think Boston will easily avoid the playing games. And the the other aspect is uh how have they done this, right? They, they've because I thought there, there was a period of time where they looked like they were headed for those planes. Like seventh, maybe even eighth. And then yeah. they'll have to claw their claw their way back. Um, <laughs> it's a weird season for the Celtics. Like they're, they were the Eastern Conference runners up last season. And then they come into this season and they hit a slump. Despite, and it's hard to explain, Jalen Brown was playing so well at the start of the season. Jason Treatham was playing so well. Kemba was out for a while and then he came back. Marcus Smart started and then was out for a while. But in all of this, they had two elite all-star level players in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Should be all-stars at least, regardless of voting. And and yet, the team sucked. They weren't getting results. They had topsy-towby form. Kemba came in smart, went out smart, was in. Kemba was out. Tristan Thompson didn't work. The rest of the bigs are a joke. And the GM's a joke. So... It's a very weird situation where how did the Eastern Conference runners-up get to this position where they're a threat of uh, falling into the playing positions? And then how in the world are they now back to winning ways where they're beating everyone and their uncle? Once in a while, they drop a game against a big team. But otherwise, in general, they've looked in good form. Um, And I thought about it. And my simple take is, A, somebody seems to have pissed Jason Tatum off. Maybe he's annoyed that people put Jalen Brown on the same level as him. Wade, uh, after, like, Dwayne Wade did that. Yeah, like, after no, several, <laughs> several. Yeah, Dwayne Wade was, I think, one of the first to publicly call it out. But there have been several analysts and publications who have said, uh, When are we going to talk about Jalen Brown being almost as good, if not better, than Jason Tatum? And maybe, maybe that's unfair to Tatum because Brown's had half a good season. Now, he's always been a good player, but to put him on par with Tatum, that's half a season because mm-hmm. otherwise, Tatum's been clearly better. And he's been doing this for three years now, at the very least. So for people to put Jalen Brown up there just off the basis of half a season, maybe that seems to have pissed him off because he's playing lights out. And they're defending. Whenever Boston defends, they win. Uh, It's not even like there are games where they have not been great overall in defense. They've conceded a lot of shitty buckets, easy turnovers, um, couldn't force too many turnovers, stuff like that. But when it comes to closeout moments, they get those clutch stops. And then they, they've got more than got the ability to go down the other end and score. But right. they weren't getting these stops. They were making poor decisions uh, in the closing minutes of, of a lot of tight games. And they ended up losing. Marcus Smart back on the court is a huge plus. Especially yeah. defensively in general too. But especially defensively because he coordinates that whole unit. And, and, and it shows they still have deficiencies. I still think they made a mess of their big man situation. They could have gone. There were several big men available in the market. They made moves for absolutely no one and finally just settled in on uh, Tristan Thompson and that hasn't been working out very well. And the rest of their options are just straight garbage, honestly. For a team like this, they should be gunning for a championship now. Look at at the urgency that the Denver Nuggets showed this season. They could build. They have the team to build. Both their superstars are very young. They can have a five-year roadmap to get to the uh, chip and win it. But they're, but they're like, why, but why why wait when you have a team, go for it, get Aaron Gordon, uh, invest in Fakundo, and hope that he he turns out okay, and and gone for it. And barring an unfortunate injury, they look good to to really mount a, a proper title challenge this season. I don't know why the Celtics don't do that. Uh, you know, I was speaking to a friend earlier today, and he said uh, maybe they're complacent, maybe they think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum can can get it done. Like they're good enough to get it done. May, maybe someday. But check the temperature. Look, like look around. Read the room. Um, there are superstar trios being formed everywhere, and then some. Yeah. You're not going to beat them with just Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, however good they get. Maybe Jason Tatum's the best of Larry Bird and Tim Duncan, but however good they get, you're not going to beat these three-man super teams that can also. Right now, you don't have one that can defend. Very soon, I'm sure you'll see one that can defend. If there's if Philly add another superstar, it's over. So. Mm-hmm. They really got to read the room. I don't think, currently, I don't think Celtics can beat the Bucs. I don't think they can beat the Sixers. I don't think they can beat the Nets. They'd probably struggle against the Heat again. How did we get here? That's really the question that they should be asking themselves. Great great resurgence, but how did we get here?
1: I think you're right when you uh, said that they had players missing over different stretches of the season, right? Initially, it was even Jason Tatum who was out for almost 10 games with COVID protocols, and he had COVID himself, which he kind of said that he's, now, just fully recovering and he's 100% now. Marcus Smart got injured. Kemba Walker has been on and off, on and off. So, I think, yeah, they didn't really have a starting five together playing a bunch of games, which they do yeah. now. Yeah. And you can see the results. Do you think Dominic Thijs was the problem? He was the big man and then he was not working out because he gets you offensive rebounds. But now, Robert Williams, you see him play and you see that he gets a lot of blocks. He gets a lot of, he's a good passer of the ball, better than Dominic Thijs, of course. The inexperience, of course, is there. They kind of fixed it with Robert Williams, you think, over Tristan Thompson? Uh, because Robert Williams is starting now. There are a bunch of big guys on the on their bench. The bench is funny. Tristan Thompson is there. Mo Wagner, Luke on it. Uh, Ojilai, uh, Taco Fall. That's a bunch of big men on the uh, at the number five spot on the bench. So uh, do you think Robert Williams is the main man now heading into the playoffs?
0: Well, it seems to be. Um even against the Nuggets, only against the Nuggets was Robert Williams not their prime go-to big guy option mm-hmm. because he was he was doing nothing against Jokic. So they switched him on Aaron Gordon. And that actually made a world of difference. But uh, going back to Thais being the problem, I, I don't think I can honestly make that judgment. I can't I can't say Thais is good or great or he's their answer. I don't think he he is, and I don't think he was. It's not like they signed ties and then discovered he doesn't fit in. Mm -hmm. Or that he's not at the caliber that he should be to to be their solution, their savior. They had ties. They knew what he can and can't do. They let go of Kanter, who's balling out in Portland. At least fantasy points, I'm not complaining. Uh, 24 (laughs) points and 30 rebounds he had the other days. (laughs) So they let that go, which is fine. That was the right thing to do. Whatever he's doing in Portland, regardless that was the right thing to do for Boston, they need an elite big man because they've got enough guards, they've got enough wing play, they've got two-way guards, they've got two-way wings, they've got people who can defend. They don't have anyone that can rim protect, get their rebounds, and that's all they need. They don't even need an elite big man scorer. They don't need a scoring big man. All they need is a Drummond type. If they can get it cheaper, great, why not? Miles Turner, that's an option. Uh, if they, then Boston has enough draft capital to go uh, make a trade, they have young players, they have players that they can offer in exchange. Uh, maybe even Centris Tristan Thompson or, or Tice the other way, right? They, they, the disappointing thing is uh, a GM that has a reputation of never getting a deal done in Boston uh, did pretty much the same thing, or he got deals done that were mediocre and half baked. And that's their problem. I don't think ties is the problem. Tice is not good enough. We know that, we've seen that. The GM not looking at his team and saying, this is what I need to fix. This is where we need to be if we need to be a championship winning team. This is where we are right now. Here's the gap. Here's how I fix it. I don't think, I don't know if that thought process has happened. I'm stunned at how mediocre that thought process was that it led to them signing Tristan Thompson and thinking they're in a place Mm -hmm. to win. If they're building for the long term, then Tristan Thompson makes even lesser sense. So, I, I don't know. It's, there's a lot of incoherence at a strategic level from the GM that I just don't get with the Celtics. But uh, well, let's see. Hope hope this turns out. I, I think they'll have to make moves in the offseason. I don't think they'll make any any waves this season, even if they go to the playoffs.
1: Yeah, Tristan Thompson was the start of the season. Then you had half a season to figure out that, okay, he's not working. Then yeah. you had the the trade deadline, right? And that, Orlando Magic was having a sale going on. And they had uh, Vucevic, they had Aaron Gordon and Ivan Fournier. And Boston Celtics went and got the third best player amongst the three. They could have got Vucevic, who would have solved the big men problems. They could have got Gordon, who would have immensely strengthened the defense. They went and got Ivan Funier, who doesn't even start. He he comes off the bench. More like a sixth man. He's not bad, but he's not the answer to their problems. Uh, As a Boston Celtics fan, would you be concerned that the owners don't have enough ambition? Because this was a team that that flipped Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and got those two amazing draft picks and that turned out to be Jason Tatum and Mm Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get luckier than that. But after that, you had Kyrie Irving, whom you had to let go. Yeah, you promise. let go of yeah. Gordon Hayward and now you're not signing their replacements still, right? I mean, you don't have the, that kind of a player and it's very funny because they've reached three conference finals in the last four years but as a Celtics fan would you be worried that the owners lack that ambition? It's kind of similar to what we talk about with in football with Manchester United, right? That the owners don't have ambition yeah. and they're just there for the business.
0: Yeah, I think unlike Manchester United, what's frustrating here is they're almost there. This mm-hmm. team's like a couple of moves away from being a legit champ, uh, championship contender. With with football, especially with Manchester United teams like that, they're probably several players off. So it's frustrating that the owners are not making moves, but it's not like you're within touching distance. They got right. there over time, but but for a long time, that wasn't the case. Here, this team's ready to conquer. They've got two superstar young players who will only get better. Their upside is incredible. All they need is. To fix the big man problem, and they need a role-playing big man. They need a rim protector that can rebound. They don't need a shack that will get them 35 points again. That's not what we're talking about. Um, did they even move a muscle to try and make a beeline for Demarcus Cousins? Like, what do they lose? What's the worst-case scenario? That's a minimum yeah. contract. What do they lose, right? If he gets injured again, big deal. And uh, you're right. They they let Kyrie go. They haven't replaced him yet okay, we move on. You have a strong backcourt. You let Gordon Hayward go. You have absolutely not replaced him. And what's yep. worse is I can understand if they made a move for a player and it didn't work out that they couldn't see that coming. But what blows my mind is they have all of these cap... They have all of this cap room. They have the giant trade exception they got from, from Hayward's exit. And they're using none of it. Yeah. I, I wish this were a case where the owner's We're somewhere near the salary cap. They've utilized all of their exceptions. And they say, no, we don't want to go into luxury tax. We're going to the finals every year. We're profitable. We don't want to go into luxury tax. Okay. Business decision. It's annoying for fans, but all right, let's move on. Mm -hmm. They're not even there. They have a bunch of money left in the bank. What are you saving it up for exactly? (laughs) Uh, So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they got hit by the lockdown hard. Their owner needs some extra cash. I don't know what it is, but, but it's sad.
1: Alright then, so that was the Boston Celtics. Just before we log out, any picks, uh, any predictions for the Celtics? Where do you think they'll uh, finish the season? First round playoffs, second round playoffs?
0: Where, where are they likely to finish? Like fifth, right? Fifth, if, and if I think Charlotte... they'll pre-
1: probably play uh, Atlanta Hawks right now.
0: Yeah, as things stand. Uh... Yes. Yeah, I think they can take the Hawks. If they play the Hawks, assuming Hawks, hold on. I think they mm-hmm. can take the Hawks. If there's a tougher team that rolls up there, then then I doubt it. But uh, if they beat the Hawks, who are they likely to face? The Bucks, would it be? Yes.
1: Right? No, Assuming... uh, no it'll be the top place team. But oh, wow. So, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So
0: that's it. Yeah. So they're going out in the second round. Good night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the best side you can see. Boston best case Celtics. scenario.
0: Best case scenario.
1: Yeah. Best case scenario. All right. So that was the Boston Celtics. It was fun talking to you as always. I think we run out of time. Uh, I'll catch you tomorrow. All right, man. Cheers. <laughs>